Welcome to Tiger Talk, the podcast for Mercy High School in Middletown, Connecticut, where we talk about everything Mercy, including students, faculty and staff, alumni, and leaders in our community. Learn more about Mercy High School at our website, mercyhigh.com. and welcome to our latest episode of the Tiger Talk podcast, where we talk about everything related to Mercy High School in Middletown. And I am really excited today because I am joined by two students, as well as a professional um, who is the Assistant Vice President of Global Marketing at Maybelline. So hello, Devin Stewart, and welcome to Tiger Talk. Hi, Alyssa. Thank you so much for having me and and Ava and Milana and Jennifer. I'm really honored to just be talking to you guys. Great. Thank you so much. And hello, students. And the students who are with us today, uh, because of what you do, Devin, uh, we thought we would bring in students who are members of both the Future Business Leaders of America as well as our fashion club. So, um, Milana, hello. Could you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Milana. Hello. It's good. And what year, what year are you, Milana? Um, I'm a junior. Fantastic. And hi, Ava. Good to see you. Hi. Um, my name is Ava. I'm a junior also, um, and I'm the president of Fashion Club. So we'll start with, with Devin, with, with Ms. Stewart. I'm really interested in just learning what does someone do in your, in your current job? What, what do your daily activities consist of? Yeah, sure. Happy to, happy to talk a bit about that. So in my current job, really the, I guess the easiest way to put it is that I kind of make makeup. So it's really global marketing at, at Maybelline specifically is really everything from really the conception, the, the very, very first step of making a, a makeup product to when you see it on the shelf in, you know, in a, in a drugstore, like in CVS or in Walmart. So it's really everything from the very, very first stage of, of the process when we're analyzing the market and, and analyzing our strategy and our portfolio and figuring out you know what's the best product to launch based on those insights and digging into what the consumer wants and what the consumer needs. Um, and then it's really working with our labs on figuring out the best formula, um, as well as with our creative team on what we want the packaging to look like. And kind of really putting all of that together to create um, what 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 are just some some beautiful kind of PowerPoint slides, frankly, that bring it to life. And then once everyone agrees that we should launch something, from there we um, essentially sell it into all of our countries that sell a Maybelline product. So we're global; we're we're all over the world. Um, you know, from here in New York to China, and we talk to all of our countries regularly and understand their needs, and then. Once we sell it in, um, we will create a full 360 advertising campaign around it. So we work with various agencies to figure out the best models um, that we want to be in the campaigns to figure out what we want our messaging uh, to be in these campaigns. So, so part of my job is also, you know, on any given day, a really fun photo shoot as well. You know, one day I'm at the office looking at a laptop. One day I'm on a rooftop with like a production crew. And then really it's, it's just figuring out the best way to kind of get all of those assets once we shoot them out into the market. So a TV commercial, um, a print advertisement, as you would see it in a magazine, 
um, you know, more and more now though our world is obviously going very digital. So you guys probably know this better than me even, but trying to learn TikTok as best <laughs> as I can, because that's, um, becoming more and more the driving factor of virality and, and successful, uh, products based on, you know, how much they take off on TikTok. So upskilling ourselves in that and making sure we have strong, you know, e-commerce sales platforms, um, and then really all the way through to how it looks when you see it on shelf. So, um, the, even down to the, like the, the trays that it, that these products stand in and, and the, the education that you see around the product. Um, and then that's really it. Then the product launches and we track how well it does and it sales or it's competition. And it's something that we just continue to really analyze over time. So, I feel very lucky. It's it's a fun job in that way. It's very equally quantitative and creative, um, kind of for those different reasons. So <laughs> interesting. I know um Ava had a question for you about how you got interested in in this time. Yeah. So because yeah, these a couple of the questions too were, you know, about in, in high school what I was interested in, if I knew I always wanted to do this. And the answer is definitely no. Um, I thought I was I wanted to be a doctor in high school. Um, I was like a total science nerd and like loved biology and chemistry, went into college thinking that I was definitely gonna be pre-med and then quickly realized that that's not what I wanted. And, um, you know, I just, I think it was like, it's like eight years of med school or something crazy. I just quickly learned, like, I, I am not going to be doing that. And I, um, shifted into, I was gravitating more toward a lot of my economics classes and even, um, sociology and psychology classes. I just really started to be more interested in what makes people tick and what makes people motivated to do what they do or to even want to buy things, which is kind of how that, you know, feeds into marketing is figuring out what the consumer wants and likes and needs and, or what their pain points are and, um, with other products and how we can try to help solve for that. So for me, that as soon as I kind of started gravitating toward these sorts of like leadership economics and, um, psych and sociology classes, I knew that business was the direction that I was going toward, um, and frankly, it's been a long journey for me to get to this job that I really like because even after college, I, you know, did more of a traditional, not traditional business, but more of a of a finance job. Um, so I worked at the Walt Disney Company um, out in Los Angeles and and London for um, a, a bit over it three years. I'm like getting old. I don't even remember how long I was <laughs> at some of these places. So I did what was really more of a finance job focused in like Excel and number crunching and, and some, some strategy and, and uh, projects as well, but, but really the numbers. And it was a great foundation for me to feel comfortable with, with numbers and, and with balance sheets and with all sorts of um, kind of financial statements there. And another question was how I went back to business school. So this can all kind of connect. I, I realized quickly that I didn't love Excel and I didn't love finance. So I left that job <laughs> and decided to do something completely different which is much more creative. Um, and I went to Apple's advertising agency, also in Los Angeles, uh, following Disney. And I did that for a year. And at that advertising agency is where I really learned a lot of like the creative skill set of working on a product. So for example, I worked on the iPad campaign at the time. Um, that's really where I learned like 
just more of like the the beauty and advertising um, and how to bring it to life creatively. Um, and it was kind of at that point in time that I took a step back and reflected on, you know, I, I like some parts of the of the of the math and the quant quantitative side of my job at Disney, but I was really missing that creative part that I got at Apple's advertising agency. What could combine both of those things? And that's how I got into marketing. You know, I had a long journey to kind of figure out what I liked and what I didn't like in each of those jobs to then to then get me to the point of, okay, I think I could really like marketing. It's kind of a combination of both of those um, two things, which is when I, I did ended up going back to business school. When I figured out it was marketing as the right function for me, beauty has always been something I love personally and gravitate toward. And when I thought about what products would I want to you know, make or, or help sell to people, um, makeup and beauty was really came to the forefront. I've always done my makeup and my friends makeup for proms and my mom and grandmom's makeup for any big event we've ever had. And I just, the confidence, um, that I think even just for me personally, like when I feel my best, I feel most empowered. So that was kind of, that was an inspiring like purpose for me to, to get behind, um, is making just, whether it's skincare or hair care or makeup or, or really anything, if, if anyone can, you know, feel a little bit better um, and feel like their best self, that was really inspiring to me. So that's great. I think, um, Milana, you had a question. Um, yeah, I had a couple, but one of them was, um, what advice would you have to people who want to work for a big company or start their own business? It's a really, it's a really great question. And I guess, I, I guess to answer because your first, your second one was to start your own business. Your first one was to go into a big company, right? You know, they're very different. Like, it's funny, like each of those things are different. So I would say like your advice going into a big company it, for, for me and, and the route that the route that I've chosen right now is a big company like L'Oreal. Like it is great because you kind of have the safety net of a big company and you can you can experiment and you can really grow your skill set. So I didn't have traditional marketing skill set when I joined L'Oreal, but it's such a great boot camp. Um, and so going into a big company, I would say is keeping an open mind, being a sponge, learning everything you can in that sort of environment because because there's like so many incredibly smart people around you all the processes are in place you have the safety net of a big company where you can take risks and experiment um, and learn and so you know for for me and for also just going into business in general is if you learn anything from from my story is it's a marathon like not a sprint you know it can take a while to figure out what you like and and what you don't like so just trying to kind of navigate that and in, in a big company you can do that too cuz there's a lot of different functions that you can try out there's a lot of different brands that you can you can try out so just keeping an open mind with that and and just like learning as much as as you can from from a place like that where the the experts are i i guess in the startup or like starting your own company you know it's it's different because you, you, it's, it's almost a different like mindset because you have to be so scrappy and you have to kind of be able to quickly pivot and change ideas because everything can change so quickly. And, you know, one day you're, one day you could be doing marketing, the next day you're doing finance. Like if you're in a small company, your hands are in like all different sorts of functions. And, and that can help if you're not sure what you like, because then you can kind of try a bunch of, a bunch of different things and, on both, 
I would say you, you kind of just have to like follow your heart and, and follow your gut. And if you do something that like, that excites you and that you love, um, it won't feel like a job. So that's like the most, <laughs> that's the most important thing to try to figure out as quickly as you can. Um, so there's a lot of advice in there, but it, they're almost kind of different answers because startups and big companies are just so different. It's like, which one you prefer the startup world can, from what I hear is just kind of a bit more chaotic and everything's changing frequently. And you kind of have to just have that personality where you're also like comfortable with that too. I wanted to ask Eva too, since you are head of our fashion club, you know, what does our fashion club do? Um, so we do like a variety of things. Our, our last meeting, we discussed all of the Met Gala looks, but we designed like these shoes in the past. Like we got like these um shoes and then we like painted them, made designs. We just do like a bunch of like creative projects. Awesome. Love that. That's really cool. And then um, I'll ask Milana, since you're a member of both FBLA and Fashion Club, what do you like about each you know, each club there that you're part of? Well, I just joined FBLA this year, so I haven't really done too much, but in the future, I am thinking about owning my own business. So I'm like interested in that club. And then fashion club, I've always been a hands-on person. Like I really like doing things. So I'm just like interested in like all that kind of stuff, like fashion and all that. So that's why I joined fashion club. Well, it sounds like you're going to be starting a fashion startup then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's really cool um no that's great yeah what do you do you girls know what you're interested in either studying or what you might want to do as a job as a first job um so I've always been interested in like photography and specifically like taking I've always like took pictures of my friends and stuff like that so I join FBLA because I'm thinking of like opening up my own photography studio when I'm older. So I just thought that I, I want to like run my own business and stuff. Wow. That's great. What about you, Milana? I'm pretty similar. Ever since I was young, I've wanted to be like a hairdresser. And then like more recently, I've gotten more interested in makeup and nails. So I probably want to do like something along those lines, but I've always wanted to own my own hairdressing business. So that's probably what I'm going to do. Cool. And, and both of them need, you need kind of a business background and then also that creative side. So that's what, that's what Devin was talking about too. That's really interesting. I have, so, so I have a question for you, Devin, because, you know, we're still going through this pandemic. And so we often have to wear face masks. So yeah. how, how does that change like make I know that I don't wear lipstick as often as I used to so Mm -hmm. now I'm I'm doing makeup like in a different way so I'm sure that the pandemic has made you think about different ways of that people wear makeup yeah it's it's totally changed the the game um it's definitely changed like the last obviously during the pandemic I mean wasn't really the best time for my lip business sales because no one was wearing lipstick um, or going out of their home. Uh, but, But what I will say is it's changed it in a few ways. Number one, long wearing makeup and long wearing lipstick. Now that you do have to wear a mask, um, pretty much everywhere still is kind of becoming more of a non-negotiable for the consumer because obviously it's better to not transfer on your mask 
both face and lip products. So I would say that's, you know, that's kind of a number one shift that we're, that we've seen. Um, but also number two is kind of this like comeback and return of makeup where people are ready to, you know, have some fun again and to <laughs> exit their homes. So bolder makeup looks and like bolder lip colors are definitely seeing a big return. And I think people are welcoming like a red lip now that where they weren't before. So I think that we are, we're definitely seeing that. And then the third one is actually skincare saw a huge boom in the pandemic. Um, the shift when you're staying at home and you want to like have more self-care and wellness, um, it just kind of translated a bit more into makeup. And so actually my baby, my launch, uh, it called lifter gloss. So I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but it's called lifter gloss. Um, it's, it's going to look backwards on zoom here. Um, but this was like one of my very, very first projects that I made, that I worked on and that I cool. created was very successful, uh, in COVID because it has a lot of like skin caring properties to it. And I think that translated nicely from like a, a big trending boom there. It has hyaluronic acid and it's like super comfortable and like caring on the lip. And I think that this has actually gone somewhat viral on TikTok. So I don't know if these ladies have, have even seen it, but it it's doing, it did very well for us coming out of TikTok as well. So, I mean, coming out of the pandemic as well. So that's really cool. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I feel like skincare has become so important to everybody and just yeah. right. Cause now you're wearing a mask and so your skin just is different. You know, it's, it's behaving differently because yeah. you're, you've got the space mask on and there's more breakouts. It's more dry. It's yeah. yeah. You have to like give it some more love. So yeah. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. Let's see what, what else, Ava, do you have any other questions for, for Ms. Stewart? Um, yeah, I just had one more question. So I know that you said that um, in high school, you always wanted to be like, you thought you were going to be a doctor and like going into college around like what age did you decide you like wanted to change everything? And like, how were you able to make like such a drastic change? So I think it's one of those things that you kind of, you kind of learn as you go. Like some of this stuff is hard to plan out in advance. So, you know, if you had told me that my, you told me that I was going to be in this job you like 10 years ago, I would have been like, that's so cool. Really? Like I would never think that. And I would say my freshman year of college is when I quickly realized like, no, I don't want to do eight, eight more years of med school. And this, this life is not for me. And so I kind of learned that one as I went. And then I quickly realized that I wanted to pivot into business, but didn't know what exactly. And so I feel like then another five years later, which was when I graduated in college, like when I was around like 20, 23, probably 22, 23 after college, after having my first job and learning from that, what I liked and what I didn't like. And it's kind of, you're like, you constantly like have these like checkpoints. I feel like in your life, probably every, you know, four to five years where it's like you test and you learn. Um, and so that was another checkpoint for me after my like finance job, where it's like, there's certain things here that that I uh, want to take from this, but you know, I, I don't love every part of it. So, so what, what do I want to try next? And I feel like it's just having an open mind to be, to pivot like that. I will say though, I also did do that finance job knowing that, that someday I probably would want to try something different. So I feel like it's, it's just actively as you kind of go through your career, which you are really just starting now, you're still ahead of it. 
is keeping an open mind and actively thinking like, okay, what do I like in this job? Or like, what do I not like? And you know, the, the, the people around me, like who's doing something really well and, and why, how are they doing it that way? And who's not, and, and why are they doing it that way? And kind of taking all of these like learnings so that you know exactly what you want to do by the time, you know, by the time you are in your late twenties, you can confidently say I've tested and learned. And now here's what I think the perfect thing could be for me. And, um, it's, it's just, a uh, there's no one path I would say. <laughs> and I still don't know who knows what I'll, who knows what I'll be doing in, you know, five to 10 years, this could, this will evolve. So it's kind of just like having an open mind that way. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I totally agree with that too. I mean, I loved my, my career in economics for so long and public policy research and then new opportunities present themselves. Right. And then you get to do something cool, like work at Mercy High School. And that's, it's awesome. (laughs) Perfect example of that, Alyssa. And you can use your skills in a different way. So it's really, it's very Mm -hmm. exciting. Alana, do you have any other questions for, for Ms. Stewart? Yeah, I had one more question and it was very similar to my other question, except instead of advice, I was wondering if you ever thought about owning your own business and then what made you decide to work for a big company, which is kind of similar to Ava's question, but... Yeah, it's a really good question. I definitely have an entrepreneurial spirit. So I'll tell you that, you know, it's exciting for me to hear you guys say that you both want to own your own businesses. I love that. And I I think that that should be your North Star um, in in what you do. So, you know, kudos to both of you. Um, I chose to go to a big company first because... I wanted to feel really confident in some of the skills that I knew it would kind of take to run a business someday. Um, And so for finance, like that kind of checked the box on just like really feeling comfortable with the numbers, feeling comfortable with Excel, you know, a business, you're kind of forecasting out how much sales you think you can do, you know, how, how high your, your costs, um, you know, could get and, and, and how, how you budget and, so I knew that that would, regardless of what I did, be important. And then in terms of marketing, it was I was just completely missing this creative side that I really hadn't been able to to grow. Um, and I wanted a great place to to learn that bootcamp. And so for me, you know, L'Oreal is like such an amazing bootcamp in marketing. And and so I feel like I'm really building these these skill sets now to you know understand how to best create product how to put it in, how to launch something and bring it to life in the market. And so for me, I just wanted these boot camps, these like mini boot camps of, of skill sets to feel really well-rounded. A startup is just, it would have been a much, you know, not to say better or worse, because I obviously can't go back in time or or see the future to know how different it would have been. But I know that from what I know about startups, since it's not as structured, um, and since the since the training isn't quite as like in place to to specifically kind of always teach you exactly what you want to learn, I just knew that I knew that I kind of wanted to learn it first in a more structured place. Um, and then who knows, somewhere down the line, and once I have all of the, once I feel like I'm an expert in a lot of these things, then yeah, that's you know that's something that I'd feel more comfortable with. That's just my personality. There's also some people that feel you know, very comfortable diving right into that sort of more uncertain environment that is a bit more unstructured and a bit more 
uh, kind of scrappy right out of, you know, right out of college where, where you have the vision and um, you just, you're more okay to kind of learn as you go um, in a bunch of different areas. So I feel like that's just more of a personal preference, but I can tell you that was why I made um, this decision was to kind of like focus in areas of expertise first. Well, so you mentioned before that kind of the red, the red lipstick is coming back. <laughs> yeah. Is that what I should, I should be going out and getting red so that I'm trendy. Is that what I should be doing? You know, I think it's just like bold, like bold, yeah. Bold party lips. Like people are ready to have fun again, you know? So it can go both ways. I mean, you know, I say that cause I think people felt really cooped up in COVID, but you know, we're seeing the extremes. It's like, yeah, you have like the party lip at night, but also, you know, the gloss and like the, the caring lip properties, as I mentioned before, coming out of COVID are also just like really, really loved right now from what we can see. So that's great. I like that your job uh, pairs the business aspect and the quantitative piece with be with thinking about party lips. I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. It is really cool. I I feel very lucky. My job is very cool. <laughs> Thank you um Devin Stewart for just sharing some time with us and and sharing your insights and your experiences cuz they're really interesting and will help inspire our students um uh, especially you know Milana and Ava. Thank you for your time too and sharing your experiences and what you think you might be interested in doing, uh, you know, in the future and, and, uh, talking a little bit about FBLA and fashion club too. Um, I know I'm, I moderate, uh, the FBLA club, but I need to get to fashion club as well, because I would like to, um, I, I would like to learn some more with you, <laughs> with you about the, about those, those trends as well. So I'm going to have to stop in at some of those club meetings. Um, but thank you. Thank you everyone for joining us. And thank you to all of our listeners for listening to this Tiger Talk podcast. And we hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Tiger Talk podcast. Listen to the latest episodes at mercyhigh.com or subscribe to get the latest podcasts delivered to your device, either at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Spotify.